Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcast that puts the lols and, uh, in, you know, puts the, uh, in a sleep podcast multiple times, patrons, and you're the ones that support it. Thank you so much. Uh, what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts you're thinking about, uh, you know, things on your mind, you know, that you say, well, work, life, uh, past, present, whatever's that, you know, think thoughts, uh, thinking stuff, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations or emotions or anything else coming up for you. So thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time, temperature, uh, schedule, routine, road road bumps. Holy cow. Here's one I never th- – I don't think this – I always say this and then I'm usually wrong. But I don't know if speed bumps or road bumps, what we'll, we'll call them, have ever come up in a podcast intro before. Now, I could be wrong. Uh, so, but, but, so maybe we'll come back to that. Cause he just started to think about, I don't want to go on a super early tangent, but you know, this is a group of people that I have not, uh, expressed my, I don't know, I guess, uh, uh, sympathy for, that was the word I said, it's not condolences, but it could be. And here's something, I mean, maybe the rest of us, you want to talk about, uh, a practice in empathy and compassion. Cause you could say, well, scoots, I mean, come on. But I say, well, any opportunity, and really, to uh, deepen our understanding of empathy and compassion is a good opportunity. So think about this. Uh, there's people that live in a home or a building or a dwelling uh, uh, where there's speed bumps and, uh, or road bumps, which are worse than speed bumps. Because a road bump is uh, like an unofficial speed bump, I don't know, or just a bump in the road. And so road bump is probably worse. A speed bump, well, speed bump would be at night you'd have the brake lights of people slowing down. Then you'd have the uh, mutterings of uh, people that, oh, you're right, I should get back to the, maybe I'll try to get back to this, your right brain. Good thing my left brain or my right brain, you know, whichever brain controls that logic stuff, you just told me, uh, you're in the right at the start of an intro for a, a podcast. And I said, blimey, holy moly, you're right, uh, Ashkash bagash. So whatever's keeping you awake, it could be if, if it's road bumps, you're in the right place tonight. Whoa, this is a custom, by the way, this is our new customized intro just for you. And don't forget to, if, you, if, you're, if you're hearing this and you live by a road bump, don't forget to become a patron tonight because uh, tonight's the night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh or the other, you know, 800 episodes ago when I talked about this and 800 episodes from now. And I say, you know what I've never talked about? Speed bumps. Uh, so whatever's keeping you awake, I'm going to try to uh, take your mind off that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to create a safe place where if I can, you feel acknowledged and respected and welcomed. I'm glad you're here. I say that, right? Uh, because I mean it. And then I, what I do is I send my voice across the deep, dark night. I use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky. Just like Raven once upon a time was oh, so Raven. No longer. Now Raven is, you know, matriarch, I think. I saw, I was taking a nap. I saw about four minutes of Raven before I took a nap. Oh, she was, a, oh, another part of my brain just said, by the way, that's that so raven, not, oh, it was never called oh so raven, really? Are you sure about that? No, my, even my brain's not sure about that one. But whatever is keeping me awake, I'm going to send my voice, oh, lowing, safe place, oh, creaky dulcet tones. Oh, I was going to say they're oh so creaky tonight. 
uh, pointless meanders. We've had quite a few already. Uh, superfluous tangents, extra uhs, ahs, and ums. Uh, pauses that are, are not pregnant with meaning. Uh, but w- pauses where you don't know what to expect. Uh, and uh, pointless meanders, I think I said that. So, so here's the thing. If you're new, welcome. You're already getting a good dose of Sleep With Me podcast. I'm glad you're here. This is a podcast to take your mind off of stuff while you fall asleep. And if you're new, you might be saying, how is it going to, when are you going to start it? Or how is you, how are you going to do that? Or what do you mean? Or what's, what are you talking about? Uh, those are all not just uh, normal reactions, very common reactions to the show. And hopefully when I say, I'm glad you're here, that's it. Well, you say, well, okay, that's one for scoots. Okay. I'll let my guard down a little bit, but believe me, buddy, I don't know what you're up to with this sleep podcast thing. And I'd say, well, I'll kind of tell you. Uh, So the podcast is here to keep you company. It's a podcast you don't need to listen to though. You could kind of barely listen. You could listen in a fuzzy way. You could, uh, you can try to listen and follow along for, especially for new listeners. Uh, you can find that frustrating because it's kind of like you're like, when's this, when's it like a movie, for example? Like sometimes when I go to a movie and my story brain is too vocal, I'm like paying too much attention to the story. Like, when am I, when's this story going to get started? And then I have to see the movie again to really enjoy it because they say, oh, okay, well, now I don't got to think about what, what twists and turns it's going to take. But this one doesn't take any. So you'd say, when's this podcast going to get started? Uh, and I'd say, well, kind of already has. Barely. You know, kind of barely has already started, and it'll barely keep going, but it will. Uh, so it's a podcast you barely need to listen to. That's one thing. But here's the other side of it. You, there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, so you could kind of fall asleep whenever you wish or whenever is convenient for you. And then if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end to keep you company because I make the show just as much for those of you that are waking up in the middle of the night or that can't get to sleep and just need something to listen to, or maybe you're having a stressful day. I make the I make the show in a complete way for everybody, even if you never hear it. I guess that's a bit, uh, I always say paradoxical because I guess it is. It, it is. It's, it, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me. In its senselessness, I don't. I don't know how to say it. I was trying to, but I was. I was trying too hard to make something concise there. So, uh, podcast you don't need to listen to, and you don't need to. Uh, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm here. Yeah, to be at your side as you drift off. Structurally, what to expect? A little late to tell you this, but a show is very slow developing. So it starts off with business. That's how we keep it free for everybody. Uh, so that's if your first few minutes of the show. Then there's about a 12 to 18 minute portion of the show that we're in now where I, I try to introduce a podcast in, in a direct way and then I go off topic. That's introduction, 12 to 20 minutes or so. Uh, but it also has a dual purpose uh, for most listeners. Now, if you become a regular listener, you could be like those two or three percent of people that skip ahead to the story. They just start the show at 20 minutes. Or they become right, they become a patron. They just listen to the story only episodes that they get in their patron feed. Uh, but you know, when you're first listening, the whole idea of the intro, you say, "Well, why can't you just get to the story or get to the point?" Well, I say, "Well, here's the thing. I'm here. My job is not exactly to be a good storyteller." You say, "Well, you're you got at least you know that." Uh, I'd say, no, no, my job is to kind of ease you into bedtime at first, not to get you ready for bed. That's your job. I mean, I do do that. It's about $10,000 an hour. And I just direct and actually hire, like I have people I work with. So I have a toothbrusher. I'm more the director. I say, okay, uh, this is imaginary. It's an imaginary business I have. Uh, Hopefully with droids. I say, okay, uh, BrushBot 2000, start brushing their teeth. and then I have, I'll have BombBot, who will bomb your elbows and your knees and whatever else needs bombing. Calves is another nice thing to bomb. You know, so, uh, but the podcast is here as you get ready for bed to ease you into bedtime. 
whether you're before you're in bed or as you're in bed getting comfortable. So that's kind of the dual purpose of the intro is to introduce the new listeners. Uh, but it's the regular listeners that listen to the intros most of all because they say, okay, this is familiar, but it's different every time. And I know it's just part part of my bedtime routine. So that's the intro. Then there'll be a story, and then there'll be some thank yous. And there's some oh, some business between the intro and the story. That's just podcast structure stuff. So that's the structure show. You don't need to listen. You don't need to fall, pay attention. And you actually you don't even need to fall asleep. I'm here. Yeah, like I'm your bedtime companion, your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie. Maybe one day your best boar bestie ever. For those of you, you know, that like tasty waves, uh, it could be your Borbara, uh, or, you know, t- tasty snow, you know, uh, whatever you call that, moguls, uh, or powder. Oh, yeah, tasty powder. Do people say tasty powder? Oh, yes, they do, but that's in a, the people that powder donuts say that, yeah. What was I talking about at the beginning of the show, though? Because I went off creaky, oh, so raven, creaky dulcet tones. I had a big tangent I was on. I think I was even interviewing someone. It wasn't oh so raven though. That's when I kind of went back. Uh, I already forgot what it was because it was kind of, it was somewhat, it was definitely a tangent and I thought it was mildly interesting. Uh, but alas, oh, because I said, why don't we look, could we look this up? Oh, oh, so road bumps. That's what it was. Uh, so yeah, don't worry, road bump listeners. Because they said that's one group of people who don't get enough attention because you have people that live by uh, rowdy people. You say, okay, I can sympathize with you. You live by rowdy people or you live by, you know, a foghorn. Holy mackerel. That's another group of people I've never, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind living by a foghorn in my mind, you know, I, I guess in my fantasies. I did sleep on Angel Island once in, a, in that foghorn it seemed pretty nice. Uh, but, yeah, if you live by a speed bump or a road bump, I feel you. That's all I could say. And you say, well, you know, how come you never dedicated a podcast to us before, Scoots? And I said, well, are you sure I didn't? I forgot. Because, yeah, you got your speed bumping, uh, which could, I guess if it's regular, a lot of noise if it's regular uh, or there's not any lulls, it's not too bad. But I guess you'd say, well, around 1 a.m., the traffic dies down, and then you got just the occasional road bumping. Uh, or if you have a speed bump, yeah, you probably have the brake lights, you have people complaining about the speed bump, you have people forget about it. So, I don't know if, it's, you know, they say with the Internet, everything has a fan, like a, like everybody has like a, there's a people that really are into stuff. Are there fans of speed bumps? I mean, other than the purpose, hey, slow it down, you know. Uh, I get that part. But you say, oh, a speed bump enthusiast. I guess you'd say, well, there's two kinds of speed bump enthusiasts. There's the ones that like, uh, well, no, there's probably three or four kinds, actually more. Because you have, uh, here's the thing, you have... Uh, uh, maybe I should change up this episode. Maybe tonight we'll do episode. Yeah, let's just wait for the episode. We'll do the, a speed bump enthusiast cast uh, instead of my neighbor Ray. Ray will be on. Uh, I'll. Uh, uh, yeah. So tonight's episode will be talking about speed bump enthusiasts because there there are so many different uh, angles. A hardy har har. So we're at whatever, but whatever's keeping you awake. My main message is: I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Uh, the reason I make the show is twofold. One, I truly believe you do deserve some comfort and some sleep, uh, and I'm happy to provide that if I can. And the other side of it is: I've been there in the deep dark night, tossing and turning. Mind racing, trouble getting sleep, yep. Trouble staying asleep, yep. Trouble, you know, all those, yeah, I've had it all. And I'm not going to get into details, but I really do know what it's like. And I, I don't know, yeah, I guess, like I said, I'd like to help it if, if I can. Now, the other side is if you're new, it doesn't work for everybody. This podcast definitely is not for everybody. And a large portion of those people already knew it, and they've already, you know, started sending me emails. But uh, 
here's the thing. Give it a few tries. I just spoke to someone that said it took four to, they gave the show four or five tries. And then they said, holy cow, at four, between four and five, I realized I didn't have to figure this out. And since then, it's been like, uh, I don't, I forgot who you were. Like they said at first, I was wondering who this, like, and then I realized I don't have to figure anything out. And then I forgot, uh, cause I fall right asleep. So I hope, I really hope the podcast can help you. If it doesn't, I have a list of other podcasts at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Uh, so you could check that out, but I'm really glad you're here. I work very hard on this show because I yearn and I strive and I really want to help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again for coming by. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Road Bump Notes, uh, the podcast about road bumps in the road and things interesting to road bump enthusiasts. Uh, I'm I'm uh, your host. Uh, this is our first episode. Did I say that? I'm Dreg. Uh, you're, yeah, you like, uh, like, uh, the, yeah, and this is uh, the, the Road Bumps podcast. I want to thank Scooter for having me on, and I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, uh, bumps in the road and things in- interesting, uh, to like that I, I believe would be interesting to road bump enthusiasts, or uh, yeah, uh, but I've never done this before. So I thought I'd start out over at Wikipedia with kind of a history of road bumps or humps. You know, I know if you are an enthusiast, you probably say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not uh, underclassify things here. And I would say for sure. And, you know, I know uh, I, I do. I prefer my, I prefer humps. We may even talk about uh, other things, but let's start with uh, this Wikipedia article, and uh, we'll just uh, do some quoting and paraphrasing from it. Uh, speed bumps or uh, traffic thresholds are a common name for traffic calming devices. Uh, and, yeah, we're here uh, with a podcast. We'll talk about that next. Don't worry. I'm here to calm you. In like Scooter says, kind of maybe the traffic going on with you. Uh, but these particular devices use a vertical deflection to slow traffic in order to um, improve keeping it, you know, good for everybody. And there's other variations, the hump, the cushion, or the table, which I guess if I had notes, it'd say maybe we could think of dances for those uh there was the Humpty Dance, uh, which maybe I could make sure to look up later, too. Uh, and, we, and we could talk about that. Uh, uh, let's see. But I love, uh, So uh, the use of vertical deflection devices, uh, which we could call VDDs. Uh, I guess that's another 80s hip-hop song. Uh, you down with VDDs? No, I don't know what they are. Oh, vertical deflection devices. Oh, I still don't know what they are. Oh, they're, uh, like, it's your speed table. Never heard of it. Speed cushion. Uh, is that, like, the bus driver's seats? Mm, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what VDD is. Oh, okay. Well, it's a vertical deflection device found around the world uh, to slow people down. And they could, the VDDs could be sometimes controversial, uh, because people that are in a hurry, you know, they say, well, I'm in a hurry. Uh, but there are official businesses where people are in, in a hurry. So you do have to think about that in your design and maybe make allotments for that. As Scooter said in the intro, it could be noisy if you live by one. Uh, and then, uh, you know, poorly designed ones can make it bad for everybody. They're also not good for low riders of vehicles with low clearance, uh, or sports cars. They say like old, uh, lightning McQueen, uh, the car from that movie or Ricky Bobby got to go fast, uh, and I'd say, well, not here, you know, on a racetrack, sure. I can, no speed humps on a racetrack unless it's a racetrack uh, involving that. Uh, also, they say motorcyclists, uh, they would probably have, that probably was an easier for, easy for them. Bicyclists, uh, which they can make a little cut in them for bicycles to go by. 
especially if they're not very visible. I would add unicycles. I'd say if you're on a unicycle, even probably may, I've never ridden a unicycle. Uh, but I would say that, uh, according to Wikipedia, speed bumps cost between 50 and $200, but I don't necessarily, we'll look up those numbers in just a bit. So, so hold on to your, you know, hold your horses. That's what a speed bump would say proverbially to a vehicle. And it wouldn't say, actually would say hold your horses meaning proverbially, which usually means slow down, not stop. Uh, though sometimes it does mean stop, like if you're moving around quickly in a house in front of someone that wants you to slow down. So that's just a little bit about it. But let's cover more uh, composition. Well, they can be made from a variety of materials, uh, now, normally you'd say, okay, concrete or asphalt, uh, and I'd say, yes, they also say plastic, metal, and I'd say metal, hmm, I've seen a speed stopper, like, uh, which is different, uh, I don't know if I've seen a metal, uh, speed bump, I've seen ones that have metal, vulcanized rubber. Now, it does say there's several trade-offs. Traditionally, most VDDs, uh, vertical deflection devices, are constructed from asphalt or concrete. Uh, it's durable, rigid. They're more permanent and more effective, according to this article. And anyone that's ever tried to make one, you know, at home, like in a driveway or a snowbank or... Uh, other places, not, you know, only where, the, you know, not in a public area. I've never tried, I've only tried to make them where I, you know, that in a private area. Yeah, they can be very difficult to shape. Even the ones I made from snow, which you would also call jumps for sledding. A lot of times the sled would just go through it and not over it. And I said, well, I guess it's too steep uh, or poorly designed. And I said, well, that maybe that's why I would one day make a podcast for Speed Hump enthusiasts and not, you know, the Speed Hump engineering cast. You know, because those engineering schools, uh, well, anyway, well, let's just move on. We don't need to talk about their high standards because uh, I have, uh, I hold uh, the work of engineers in high esteem. Okay, so those can be difficult to shape, as I said. But rubberized products, they can be pre-shaped and made to fit any standard. Now, uh, preformed rubber is usually bolted down, so it's easier to remove. You could use it temporarily as you're designing and, and testing out to see if it would work. Now, this is one I did not think of. Bolted down products could also be removed or relocated in the wintertime. I did not even think about that until just now. Uh, but that would be r r like a, a legitimate. Oh, not only because of snow plows bumping them, but because they'd be hidden under the snow. Wow, what a world we live in. Finally, I would like to write a book, though. Snow plows and speed humps, or speed humps and snow plows. A collection of poetry. Oh, there you are, lying in the road, waiting. That would be the start of one of my poems. I wasn't, that, sorry, I don't know if you, th oh, welcome to, uh, what's the name of the show? I forgot, uh, Speed Humps, uh, Speed, Speed, no, Speed Hump Notes, uh, the podcast uh, for uh, people interested in Speed Humps and uh, uh, Speed I forgot, for speed, I don't think any speed humps would listen to this, or speed bumps, or speed cushions. Hey, which one would be the best for a superhero? I think speed cushion, speed table, because you say speed hump, uh, well, that would be handy. You say, well, yeah, I carry stuff around, or, yes, I've designed myself like if a camel and a cheetah, uh, so I'm very fast, uh, but I can hold, you know, I hold water and, uh, you know, I can uh, transport uh, people. 
You see, that would be a very, it wouldn't be a kind of superhero you would read about in comics, but you would probably read about them in books of, uh, you know, say, oh boy, did that save me time. Uh, moving with speed, you know, we really go the speed limit, but speed humps, uh, we move you where you're going. Also free water. And we give you a ride, uh, speed humps. Uh, I'm a superhero, but, I, I, you know, the only thing I could do is run a moving company. Great. And he said, well, at least you're not speed table. They'd say, hurry up. I need a card table over here. Your cousins are coming over. And he said, well, can't, can't you just, like, call speed table to do it? Uh, speed table. When you need a table in a hurry, call speed table. And maybe it would be like someone that, I don't know if they'd become a table or they'd just have a utility belt uh, with tables on it. That would be hard. You probably need speed hump. They'd probably, maybe they'd make a good pair. Uh, speed bump, you'd say, well, that's just life. Uh, people, Some people call it the school of hard knocks. I call it, uh, you know, like a bump in, you know, the road bumps. Maybe the road bumps could be a backing band for someone, though. Charlotte and the road bumps. Uh, so, okay, back to the back to Wikipedia. Sorry, I went on a little tangent there. Do you know anything's interesting to speed bump enthusiasts? Uh, uh, so that's me. Uh, yeah. So you know, the nice thing about those is they're removable in the winter time. Though I can't imagine that has to be a lot of work putting them, putting them, you know, monitoring them. I wonder when the first digital speed bump will be. That would be a digital, um, digital speed bump. Uh, I don't know what that, like a digital speed bump could be something like uh, for a children's devices. Say, well, we'll slow down. We're going to slow you, you know, uh, or I don't know. It sounds like it becomes something that could be useful. You'd say you're just getting that too much. You got too many browser tabs open. Welcome to my digital speed bump. And you say, well, how am I? That's how I keep track of everything that I need to look up or read later. Okay, so what about the history of uh, speed bumps? In 1906, the New York Times reported uh, that Chatham, New Jersey, who tried to raise their crosswalks, are planned to. And that might be the first uh, speed bump uh, to slow automobiles down because uh, the average top speed was around 30 miles an hour, which is just too fast, too darn fast. Uh, uh, then you know, Arthur Holly Compton, who was a physicist, won the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1927 uh, for changes in electromagnetic theory. Invented the traffic traffic control bumps, TCBs. You thought it stood for the country's best yogurt. Uh, but you take off the Y and you say, why? Slow it down, that's why. So I can enjoy my ice cream cone here on the side of the road. Uh, that's what Arthur Holly Compton said because in 1953, uh, Compton began designs on it because people were going too fast at Washington University in St. Louis where he was chancellor. In 1973, there was a comprehensive report from the British Transport and Road Research Laboratory, which examined vehicle behavior for a large variety of bump geometries. Uh, large variety of bump geometries. Uh, at the time, speed humps were not permitted on public roads, but had been installed in private ones. And then according to a publication by the Institute of Transport Engineers, the first speed bump in Europe was built in 1970 in the Netherlands. And now the our Wikipedia article covers some different things. The speed bumps, uh, also known as a sleeping policeman in British English, uh, Maltese English, and Caribbean English, a judder bar in New Zealand, uh, Lying down uh, is a bump in the roadway with heights from 76 to 102 millimeters. Uh, for those of us in the U.S., that's three to four inches. 
traverse distance of the speed bump is typically less than 0.30 meters, one foot, Contrasting with speed humps, which are wider and have a traverse distance of 3 to 4.3 meters, uh, which is 10 to 14 feet. Uh, now, they vary in length, but it's typical to have space between the bump and the edge of an enclosed road or curbs, or gutters, you know, to allow for drainage and maybe space on either side uh, for vehicles that officially are in a hurry for a good reason. Now, there are disadvantages, according to Wikipedia. Modesto, California, put out a fact sheet with the following disadvantages. Slowing down officially, vehicles official in a hurry. May make people go on other streets that might be residential. Uh, Possibly noisy for people that live adjacent to the bumps. Uh, the English town of East Lay says, you know, vehicles, it can mess them up. Uh, noisy. What about trucks? Uh, required signs, lighting, and lines may be visually intrusive. Can cause discomfort for drivers and passengers. Yeah, what about uh, uh, buses? That's a good point. Uh, You know, it's a slowdown, in my opinion. Uh, Other sources say they can be distracting. Uh, They can use up more fuel per mile. They're a compromise. Why can't you do more actively? That thumping and revving. Yeah. Let's see what else. Sweden uh, said, uh, yeah, it does. Bus drivers don't like it, uh, and they would rather avoid those streets. And uh, the maximum acceptable acceptable speed is 10 kilometers an hour on one street for drivers, encountering 150 humps in a day. Uh, yeah, there's more about it, but uh, I want to move on. This one sounds interesting. Dynamic speed bumps. Uh, those differ, differ from conventional speed bumps. Uh, and they only activate if a vehicle's going above a, a certain speed. Traveling below the speed will not, you'll never even feel it. Uh, how do they work? The ActiBump system. The old ActiBump system is used in Sweden. Powered equipment integrated into the road surface. Wow. Operates a platform lowered a few centimeters uh, below the surface. Uh, oh, the platform's lowered when a vehicle approaches. Any vehicles that's going under the speed limit will uh, pass. Uh, and I guess if you're not, then some, you know, it gets in your way. Smart bumps, uh, would you prefer an acti bump or a smart bump? And I'd say, well, I actually use both. That's why I have such a glowing look. Because I know I'm driving at a reasonable pace. Uh, the smart bump system is successfully used in several places. Use a mechanical speed bump built in the road that raises only for speeding vehicles, uh, Slow drivers uh, within the speed limit don't even notice it. Uh, the system measures them using sensors. Uh, ActiBump uses radar. In another design, rubber housing is a pressure relief valve that determines the speed of the vehicle. Valve opens uh, and the bump deflates, uh, I guess, if you're going at the set speed, but it remains close if you're going too fast. And if you're officially in a hurry, they can make adjustments for that. The use of an intelligent speed bumps, I guess these would be digital speed bumps on some it could be they could be what is that not digital, what's the other word? I don't know, but you know, they could have run on that other thing. What's the non digital one called? Uh, but, but I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't just benefit drivers, also reduces the side effects of traditional speed bumps, uh also benefits the makers of uh, uh, digital speed bumps. Now, what about a speed hump? You might have heard of the greatest hero ever to carry water and uh, equipment, uh, but or you may have been called a speed hump uh, by someone that didn't actually know how you say, whoa, boy, got you there. 
And you say, what do you mean? You mean I uh, I don't understand. Is that it was supposed to be insulting, calling me a speed hump? That's one of the greatest heroes uh, that never got attention, even though they were really useful. But yeah, the speed hump, road hump, uh, undulation, or speed ramp is a rounded traffic calming device used to reduce the vehicle's speed and volume. Speed humps are placed across the road to slow traffic and also often installed in a series of humps uh, to prevent cars from speeding before and after. Ooh, look at this. Shapes could be parabolic, circular, and sinusoidal. Ooh, boy, sinusoidal. Never even heard that word before. It's like a sine wave, S-I-N-E, sine wave, sine wave, or sinusoid. Mathematical curve that describes a smooth periodic oscillation. Isn't that nice? Uh, we learned something. Sinusoidal. Sinusoidal, maybe it's pronounced so. We've talked about their traverse distances of 3.7 to 4.3 meters. Uh, they usually span the width of the road. The heights could be 76 to 102 millimeters. That's three to four inches. Uh, and, you know, the, the uh, traverse distance and height determines the speed. Shorter traverse lengths and greater heights slow cars more drastically. Uh, when placed in a series, uh, 110 to 107 meters apart, humps will reduce the 85th percentile speeds by 13 to 16 kilometers an hour. Uh, but, you know, motorists should have warnings. You should have uh, maximized visibility and a tapered edge near the curb for drainage. Uh, they're used in locations where low speeds are desired and suitable. Residential roads, not main roads, though, or bus routes. Uh, generally in the middle of the block. Uh, they limit vehicle speeds to about 15 to 20 miles an hour at the hump and uh, 25 to 30 between humps. Which day is hump day? Is that Wednesday? Every day is speed hump day, you know, Wednesday. Uh, what else? Uh, 13% reduction, 18% reduction in traffic volume. That's really not good. That means people are avoiding it. Uh, here's interesting comparison to speed bumps. They're less aggressive than speed bumps at low speeds. Uh, humps are often used on streets. Say, who are you calling a hump? I'm a, you know, I'm a VDD, vehicle deflection device or whatever that was, DVD. Oh, that's a digital video disc. Uh, the narrow traverse distance of speed bumps often allows vehicles to pass over them yeah, depending on if they have a good suspension or not, at better speeds. But the long slopes of speed humps, uh, uh, less to, they create a greater uh, vertical uh, deflection at high speeds. Now, they do have problems. You know, if you're officially in a hurry, they slow you down. So you can't have them everywhere. And primary official routes, uh, use a speed cushion or something else. Uh, Maybe an increase in traffic noise, especially from braking and acceleration. Snowplows can bump them. And uh, people in bigger vehicles, uh, a.k.a. Americans, they they say they, don't, they have to slow down too much. And sometimes you can put, like, bicycle cuts in them or have them go a different route. Next up is speed cushions, which is a different time of hump. Uh, they try to get rid of the negative impacts on official vehicle, you know, times. Uh, speed cushions are small uh, humps installed across the width of the road with spaces in between them. Normal cars slow down, uh, but vehicles with wider actions and uh, wider axles uh, can go right over them. Uh, but some official vehicles that are in sprinter vans, they still have to slow down because their axles aren't wide enough. Uh, they have several dis distinct advantages over traffic calming devices. Uh, 
because many people said, uh, you know, we got it. We're in a hurry. Uh, also, buses. These are better for buses. Because uh, sometimes the buses will get stuck, you know. And they're less costly, as most, but most cities say they're just as effective. Uh, let's see, use in Northern America and Europe. Uh, sweet cushions have been focused primarily in Europe. Uh, consumer vehicles in Europe are smaller than in America, and uh, they better they're better suited for those. Uh, they have a narrow narrower uh, track or width. Uh, but, you know, in North America, they got their vehicles big, uh, so it might not be as suitable. Now, I don't even know what a speed table is. Uh, it's a to- flat top hump or raised pedestrian crossing, just like the first speed bump in Chatham, New Jersey, I think. Uh, speed tables are generally long enough uh, for the entire wheelbase of a vehicle to rest on top Uh that allows cars to pass without slowing as significantly, uh, but they slow cars less, uh, so they're often used on roads with residential speed limits. And a lot of times they're designed as pedestrian crossings, a.k.a. zebra crossings, uh, or an Australia wombat crossing. Or uh, they may be at junctions, many roundabouts, uh, uh, typical speeds, uh, like, uh, 20, 32 to 48 kilometers an hour. And it looks like they did it help, uh, they're effective at calming traffic where speed limit needs to be maintained rather than slowing down cars significantly. Uh, and it, they, they have been shown to work, uh, although not as responsive to, uh, vehicles officially in a hurry, like speed cushions. Uh, they do cause less of a delay than humps and are preferred by official vehicles. Uh, in the UK, uh, purpose of traffic calming, road humps, uh, round top ones, speed tables, uh, speed cushions, and then rumble strips. Uh, those are used more in rural areas or retail parks because of the noise. And uh, let's see. You know, some places they're against them, so they say, get rid of that. It's, uh, you know, we're in her, you know, there's, you know, two sides to every story. Let's look at prices. This is at reliance-foundry.com. Oh, no, this is an article. Uh, Reliance Foundry, making people places people want to be. And this is an article about humps versus bumps. And it was published in November 16th, 2017. And they say, hey, uh, trying to figure out how to slow people down, you got humps, uh, which are also called undulations or speed humps to road humps, uh, used for 10 to 15 mile hour speed speed zones, uh, where uh, local streets are connected roads where traffic needs to flow smoothly, but you don't want people going fast. Uh, Speed hump often creates a gentle rocking sensation. In uh, a car passing over it, uh, a different profile. Now, bumps are uh, aggressive traffic coming up, more aggressive. Uh, and they say where, where pedestrians and cars share space closely, but parking lots, driveways. Uh, they can reduce traffic up to 2 to 10 miles an hour. Uh, two to four inches. Most of this is about the same. Let's try to find the pricing. I think I did some research here. And this is at the traffic uh, safety store dot com. They've been delivering safety fast, uh, ironically enough, since uh, 2002. And on this page, it says today's speed bumps are not what they used to be because they have, you know, molded ones. Uh, Let's look at speed humps first, because they seem a little bit, uh, oh, wait, uh, sorry, I should have read more there. I didn't see this. It said, thanks to advancements in recycling, they can use used tires or recycled milk jugs uh, and make them into a solid speed bump that outlasts asphalt, less noise, uh, no painting, easy install, 
and you get a, a lead credit. And they talk about, you know, official vehicles. You could do a split hump, a speed cushion, a right size speed hump for a cyclist. Uh, but for people with other types of mobility, you also have to think about that. You could also put in a split speed bump. Uh, these are good in parking lots. Uh, now, you might be trying to decide between rubber and plastic. They say, what's the difference? Well, you have recycled plastic or recycled rubber. Both are highly du- 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 durable and provide the exact same calming benefits. few differences, though. Recycled rubber, it contains cat-eye reflectors for maximum visibility at night. Excellent performance in heat. It won't curl or misshape. Uh, and you can get heavy-duty versions. Uh, plastic has a lifetime anti-breakage guarantee. It's a high-visibility yellow uh, for daytime. Uh, excellence performance in the extreme cold. And economical and lightweight. So, yeah, let's start to look at pricing and speed humps for starters. Now, there's a sale on a couple of these. Uh, first, we'll have the heavy-duty rubber speed hump middle section. And those ones are, uh, if you're just buying one, $100. Now, that's the middle section. Now, the end kit, which is the other two pieces, uh, is $142 for the kit. Uh, so you're talking about $250 for a speed hump uh, yeah, because the middle se- sections are sold yeah, but they also have a sale. That's for the heavy-duty one. For the rubber hump, it's on sale currently for $80.75 and could ship tomorrow. It comes with free mounting hardware, six fasteners. So that's eighty seventy-five plus. Also on sale are the end kits for one eleven ninety-five. dollars so about $200 you're looking at for uh, a rubber speed hump uh, kit. Uh, uh, looks pretty nice. Now, what about speed bumps? Uh, they do have a variety of ones available. Uh, they have recycled rubber, a uh, six-inch uh, recycled rubber. Uh, that one is $136.95. Uh, they have a 4-inch uh, rubber, 12 inches wide, uh, 2.2 inches tall. That's 108 and 25. They also have a heavy-duty rubber speed bump on sale. A 6-inch is going for 128.50. And then some end caps uh, for your speed bumps, uh, for that finished professional look, are on sale for nineteen forty-five, and I think that's just one. Those are the twelve-inch. Uh, there's also other ones. Oh, that's hot hardware, uh, which it comes with. You can get galvanized steel, lag and anchor for uh, concrete or asphalt, concrete bolts, or galv- galvanized steel for gravel or dirt. So those are interesting. I wonder what else they sell over here. Let's just take a look. Uh, tra- cones, uh, vests, parking stops, uh, loop delineators, jersey barriers, uh, signs, uh, parking helpers. What's, how much does this jersey barrier go for? You know, I don't have a podcast about uh, jersey barriers, Uh uh, but Jersey-style barriers are 42 inches tall, 72 inches long, 24 inches wide. And you fill them with water. It will weigh 1,655 pounds when filled with water. And they're about uh, $310. Uh, and they're right now they're 15% off. And just in case you want a loop delineator, you know, who wouldn't? I see. I got some loops to do. Looper tubes. Uh, they come in orange, yellow, green, white, black, and light blue. 
and they're only about $13 for an 8-pound base weight with no reflective collar. If you want reflective collars, uh, that'll bump the price up to $16.75. And custom lettering, double-sided. Let's see how much that affects the price. It gets you up to $20.25. So, you know, that's another option. So that's uh, the pricing. I guess I would like to read more about some other uh, traffic calming measures. You know, just because, you know, what I'm a fan of, it doesn't make everything, uh, you know, it doesn't mean everything. So traffic calming is, uh, well, you know, what's uh, using things to slow things down uh, for pedestrians and cyclists. And also people that are just going too darn fast, uh, and this has been in development uh, since the 1930s uh, with the idea, hey, cal- let's make it calm, uh, right? Especially for uh, through traffic um, and also reduces noise and uh, things in the air. For a lot of the 1900s, you know, they were interested in making things as going as fast, uh, but then... There was a livable street study by Donald Appleyard in 1981. Uh, And uh, the the traffic engineers talk about three E's of traffic calming, engineering, education, enforcement. Uh, uh, They also call it, yeah, like calming. Uh, So uh, they say, geez, making you pay more attention is one part of the engineering uh, you know, say, say, slow down or make you stop for a second. Uh, like, uh, bus bulbs, which are great. Uh, and, you know, making it a little bit, uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be comfortable for people in a hurry. There's also curb extensions, living streets, a shared space. Uh, the Hilden in Germany has a rate of 24% of trips uh, being on two wheels uh, due to their traffic calming in 20, 20 mile per hour zones. Uh, in 1999, uh, Netherlands had over 6,000 Unreven, where cyclists and pedestrians uh, got top priority. And everybody said, you could go at the walking speed, even if you're in four wheels. Now, some people say, you know what, I don't like, uh, some people, you know, everybody has a different view and we're all trying to do our best. And sometimes uh, it can stir a lot up, uh, but they try to make visual changes uh, to make people pay more attention, slow it down. Uh, As we talked about cushions, tables and humps. Uh, what else do we have? Narrowing of lanes, curb extensions, uh, uh, bulb outs, uh, road diets, uh, taking a lane off of the road, uh, pedestrian refuges, a r- refuge, uh, small islands in the middle of the street, uh, reducing the width, uh, converting one-way streets, uh, uh, to two-way, uh, to get people to slow down, uh, dips uh, instead of bumps. Uh, they use those in the Netherlands or double dips in cycleways, uh, changing the r- r- material or texture, uh, going from brick or to cobblestone or polymer cement overlay, rumble strips, uh, Chicanes, uh, C-H-I-C-A-N-E-S, Chicanes, horizontal deflection uh, that causes uh, vehicles to slow down just like if they were turning. Uh, Yeah, and then in, like, Berkeley has a lot where it's like you can't go, there's not a lot of through streets. They say, hey, just take the main road. Don't try to go on a side street and uh, save time. Uh, so Europe's been successful. They have living streets, home, zone, home zones, or wound earths in the Dutch. Uh, 
Yeah, like they said, there's been a lot of cities where they said uh, pedestrians come first. And right where we are, uh, there's been a lot of uh, things uh, going forth uh, in Oakland and San Francisco and Alameda uh, with ball bouts and bollards and bicycle lanes, uh, rumble strips we've seen even. And in Japan, they're also working on it. Uh, uh, Cochrane Review of Studies uh, said they've been demonstrating the efficacy of calming measures. Uh, And in this one, there's a lot of uh, nice pictures of uh, median islands, curb extensions, uh, diverters, uh, cushions, and more. So that's interesting, too. Now, all this discussion, as I said, did remind me of the song, uh, The Humpty Dance, uh, which a lot of you may have not heard. Uh, it's a song from 1990. So, uh, is that 30 years ago? Wow. January 20th, 1990. Is that 30 years? I guess so. It's a song by, uh, uh the Digital Underground. It did get to 11 on the pop charts and seven, number seven on the R&B charts and number one on Billboard Rap Singles chart. It's uh, sung by Shock G's alter ego, Humpty Hump. Uh, and the second uh, musical appearance, the first was Do What You Like. Uh, and uh, the song's been uh, sampled uh uh, by many artists and producers, and in the video, uh, young Tupac is visible in the background. In 2008, it was ranked as number 30th, uh, number 30 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of Hip Hop, uh, and number 65 on 100 Greatest Songs in the 90s. I mean, I think it's like a song you could think about. What was life like at the end of the 80s and the beginning of the 90s? And if you watch the video, you'd say, hmm. What's going on with those people? Uh, uh, the composition of the song, this is all from Wikipedia, by the way, is uh, a drum track, uh, a sample from Sing a Simple Song by Sly and the Family Song in a form of a one-measure-long drum loop, uh, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, in a one-measure drum loop, uh, uh, then there's a deep tonal kick drum, two bass notes, and a hand clap, a snare, a sample from a theme from the Black Hole from Parliament. Uh, there's drum machine hi-hats running continuously throughout uh, uh, programmed eighth notes, a guitar hit happening once every bar, all in a, a familiar pattern that goes along with that uh, thing the vocal sample is also uh in the chorus is from parliament's let's play house uh from their 1980 album and it's it's kind of like a comedy the video is a comedy song uh yeah but it's also kind of a protest against uniformity it may be a, a bit problematic the song as well uh, but, you know, the line is, I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. Uh, but there's also the Humpty Dance, which is a loose, easy dance, uh, and anyone can do it, uh, versus precision dances like the ones, uh, as a contrast to MC Hammer. And the song ends with an invitation to people of all races to join in the dance, uh, the Humpty Dance is your chance to do the hump. I think it is what, how it goes. Yeah, second is, is single by this alter ego, Humpty Hump, uh, uh, who wears Groucho glasses, very colorful clothes, uh, even had a fictional autobiography. So that's fun. And again, it was... Uh, yeah, Weird Al covered the song Polka Your Eyes Out. Uh, it was in the movie, one of the Charlie's Angels reboots. Uh, yeah, that was in uh, Weird Al's album from 1992. It's also in the karaoke video game Get On the Mic. 
this song was sampled by Timber, Jim, Justin Timberlake and Jimmy Fallon. Also by the Spice Girls. Uh, according to this, the Humpty Dance is one of the most sampled songs recorded by a hip-hop artist, boasting 100 uses in other songs. Uh, by 1993, less than three years after its release, it had already been sampled in 20 songs uh, using their drum track. And, uh, yeah, they, the, they gave out the Humpty Dance Awards. More artists have uh, uh, sampled it. Uh, WC in the Mad Circle, Cam, Paris, uh, uh, Redmond, Will Smith, uh, Tech Nine, Public Enemy, Sade. Uh, who else that we want to? I'm just trying to think. Anybody else? After you go, after you have Sade, Sade. Oh, TLC, uh, LL Cool J, Spice Girls, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Ice Cube, TLC again. Yeah, let's see who else we have. Uh, Ice Cube, uh, Jay-Z, Oaktowns 357, yeah, Heavy D, uh, Shaquille O'Neal even. Wow, interesting. So I guess that's probably a good way to close it out. It's just like uh, thinking about the Humpty Dance in some sense is a dance we could all do when we slow it down. And just enjoy ourselves. Thanks for having me on, Scooter. Uh, I may have just ended my entire podcast in just one episode, but I'm proud to do it. Uh, uh, Good night. This has been uh, uh, Speed Bump Notes. Uh, Things interesting to speed bump enthusiasts uh, about speed bumps. Uh, Good night.